Hey, welcome back to the Moment of Impact podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Fenter. Thanks so much for joining me for this, the first episode of this podcast. Gosh, it's it's just such an exciting moment. And, um, you know, oftentimes when we get going with these things, we, we kind of kick ourselves for only doing it now, right? I think, um, so anyway, what I'm trying to communicate, I guess, is that uh, doing this for me is as much of a thing about directing and guiding my life um, and, and having an impact. And so I'm really trying to live out the message over here. Uh, so thanks again for joining me. Uh, you know, today we're going to speak about a, a critical piece of, um, of golf, uh, specifically golf technique, um, that really is a central part to making sure that we can play golf with um, both consistency and with power. I think there's two main themes that people are looking for. If I look at every single golf tip out there, if, I read, if you look at any article in some way, shape or form, what they're trying to help people to do is to create power. So either get them to help them hit the ball further or they're trying to create a level of consistency, you know, getting consistent ball striking, hitting the, hitting the small ball before you hit the big ball, um, you know, making sure that the club face is, is squared impact. You know, really a lot of golf tips uh, across the board are really aimed at doing these two things. And in golf, we need both of those components. We need power uh, and we need consistency or accuracy. Uh, I've played golf, obviously, around the world and played with a lot of people and coached many, many folks. And, um, you know, you're either, you're, you're toggling between those two. Either you're, somebody has a lot of power, but not as much consistency or control, or somebody has quite a lot of consistency, but they just lack the firepower to get the ball to go further enough. And we know that with the way uh, the golf courses are, are being made today, hitting the ball a long distance really does help. Uh, but at the same time, making sure that you're in play is, is probably as important, if not more important. And so the part that we're going to talk about today really centers around how do we create that kind of impact. And as always, if you're just new to this podcast and you haven't listened to the introduction, this is not only just about golf. And I think the implications of what we're going to talk about today don't just talk to golf. I think they have massive implications and insights around ourselves and understanding ourselves and our lives and how we get stuck or, or how we make more impact in our lives uh, or if you're a leader how you can can create teams and environments that are thriving with creativity and innovation uh, as opposed to environments where people are intimidated and afraid and lacking creativity lacking flexibility um, and lacking power you know so i think whether it's golf or your life personally and your relationships or whether you're a leader i think this concept of generating power and consistency if we can get the mix right, if we can begin to master those two things, I think we go a long way in, in producing a life and leadership and even in a golf game that is more enjoyable, more impactful and progressive. And so we're going to talk about something incredibly fundamental. And in my time as a golf coach, uh, coaching golf around the world for a better part of a decade, um, you know, out of all the lessons I gave, I was thinking you know, for, this, for this episode to think about what is the one thing that I really found to be the common denominator across all of my golf lessons. And I would say, you know, without exaggerating, 90% of the golf lessons I gave centered around an error in this fundamental part of the system of the golf swing. And obviously, if the system isn't set up correctly or if there's too many compensations happening in the system, as with any other system, uh, the system can break down under pressure. And so what we're wanting to try and do 
uh, is not only create power and consistency in our golf games or in our lives or in our leadership, but we want to create uh, a, a level of sort of strength and integrity under which we can perform, right? So on the golf course, it's very easy to kind of play a good game when there's no pressure, when you're not playing a competition, but gosh, put, put us in a place where there's a lot on the line or you're playing your club competition or maybe you're playing a big tournament uh, and there the pressure builds and the flaws or the compensations or the lack of integrity in our games often gets uh, put on display. And it's the same in life, right? You face a difficult scenario in your relationship uh, or with yourself in terms of decisions you've made or places you find that you get stuck in or whether it's leadership and your influence is not as productive or as impactful as you thought it might be. Uh, a lot of these come, things come down to what are the little compensations that I need to look out for that I make uh, in my technique, so to speak, whether it's golf or, or, or not golf. And, and so we're going to look at that fundamental space. And, and really what that is, drum roll, uh, is really centered around the grip. <laughs> this is really you know, a fundamental part. And it, it's so overlooked a lot of the times when you watch somebody play golf on TV, what you're looking at is you're, you're watching their swing, you're watching their technique, you're watching the movements. Um, but, you know, we don't zero in and analyze the grip and how somebody's actually holding the golf club. The fascinating thing about the grip is that it is, as a golfer, it's your only point of contact and connection with the golf club. The grip also is, is, a, is, is obviously done through your hands, right? If you're fortunate enough to have both of them and, and, and hold on to the club and your fingers possess receptors that, that really communicate feel. You know, if you think about on a cold day when you're playing golf, it's, it's hard to get that feel, right? And that's because your hands are, are filled with receptors that give your brain the feedback of, of feeling and, and tactile things and, and really kind of give you a perception of, of the thing that's in your hands. And so the grip is incredibly important. It's, it plays a central role in your ability to play with consistency and to generate power. And on this podcast, I can't necessarily demonstrate to you the different types of grips. Uh, you can go on YouTube or any other platform for that matter and search for different types of grips and you'll find them anything from an interlocking grip to an overlapping grip, a baseball grip. You know, th there's a whole lot of these different variations and, and a lot of them are, are dictated by, you know, obviously your personal preference, uh, but also your hand size. You know, maybe you can't get your hands into a certain position for an interlocking grip, as an example, or an overlapping grip. And the point I'm trying to get to today is I'm not going to talk to you about an overlap or an interlock or a baseball grip or whatever grip you might uh, want to be using. What I think is fascinating, and, and whilst that is really important, whether you, know, you have a strong or a neutral or a weak grip, you know, that definitely impacts the club face movement throughout the swing. It impacts the club face at impact. Um, and so the, the way in which you hold the club, the technique you use is vitally important. And I would definitely, if you're a golfer and you're wanting to make sure that you have more power and more consistency in your game, I would definitely start with the fundamental, which is uh, looking at your grip. And it's quite interesting and, and, and fascinating to me that when we are in difficult situations in life or we want to break through to a new level, we look for a whole lot of other fancy things to start doing, right? We look at all of these fancy techniques and we look at all these elaborate plans, but very seldom do we go back to the fundamentals. Uh, I'm always reminded 
by you know certain players that at the top of their game wanted to get to the next level and all they did was tweak their grip or tweak their balance point in their feet or, or maybe just tweak their alignment and that kind of solved a lot of problems for them. And I've seen in my experience as a golf coach and as a coach outside of that in the business world and, and, and in leadership that oftentimes the, the greater issues or the the things that we're doing outside there are often as a result of something happening at the fundamental level uh, or at our foundations. And so the grip in golf is one of the fundamentals. It's one of the foundations of a, of a consistent, powerful game. And so as I mentioned, you, know, you can talk to the different aspects of grip from a, from a methodology perspective. But what I find fascinating as an insight is to talk about the grip pressure that you use. Uh, you can have the perfect grip uh, in terms of technique, whether it's a strong grip, neutral grip, weak grip, whatever it is, uh, or interlocking, overlapping. Um, but really, it comes down to how tightly or how loosely you're holding on to that club. And this is the kind of epicenter of what I want to talk about today. I've coached many, many people, and, and, and generally speaking, uh, the issue is around holding too tightly onto the golf club. Somebody may have, as I mentioned, a really pure technique in terms of how they're holding, but how they're holding in terms of the tension with which they're holding onto the club is incorrect or it's out of balance, should I say. And so the really important thing is to understand what are the implications of the different types of grip pressure you can have. And we're talking about this in the context of power and accuracy or consistency. So if somebody is holding the club very tight and, and you know, you know, some of the short game gurus will tell you that, you know, if you squeeze the golf club the tightest you can, maybe right now as you're listening, there's a golf club next to you. If you're a golf fan, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But if you had to pick up your golf club and hold it as tightly as possible, let's call that 10 out of 10. And if you had to hold it as loosely as you can, just sort of on the cusp of letting it fall out of your hands, let's call that a one. And sort of the, the general consensus is that you want to be around a six, you know, even maybe a six and a half, uh, you know, depending. But generally speaking, it's not, it's a bit of a Goldilocks rule, you know, not too much, not too little, just kind of right, but on the more holding tension side of that measurement. So when somebody holds the club really tight, uh, what, what they're trying to do is trying to get control, right? They're trying to control what they're doing. They're trying to control the club. They're trying to control the movements. And and so in some way, shape, or form, you get quite a controlled movement, although I would call it probably something more uh, along the lines of very rigid. Um, but there you have a certain degree of control. Um, holding the club tight, again, there's control, but there's a lack of fluidity. There's, there, there's oftentimes associated with that is, you know, when you're holding the club really tight, that there's tension in your hands, there's tension in your wrist, which then radiates up into your forearms and into your shoulders, uh, and then into your chest. And so before you know it, a tight grip has seeped its way through your whole body. And we know that when you watch very dynamic, powerful players hit, golf is an athletic movement, believe it or not, and it comprises of using your whole body. So if there's overly, uh, an overt amount of tension in your body, and that's emanating from the way in which your hands are holding onto the club, this sort of beginning point, it really causes restriction in shoulder turn. It causes restriction in the way you utilize your wrists. Uh, it, it, it limits your rotation uh, in, your, in your upper body and in your lower body. 
Um, and so, you know, on a physical level, it just creates a whole lot of tension, which is very restrictive to your movements. And whilst, you know, the psychological perception might be that you're in control, you're actually creating a lack of power um, and you're creating a lot of rigidity. And so physically holding the club too tight creates a whole lot of these different constraints on your technique and on your swing system. But interestingly, it also plays a role psychologically. You know, if, 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 if somebody's holding too tight, oftentimes I would say to somebody, you know, you're holding really tight. Why are you holding on to the club so tight? And then and a few of the, the kind of comments that I would get would be, well, I, I don't want to make a mistake <laughs> or, or I don't want to let go of the club or I want to make sure that I control what I'm doing. Isn't that an interesting kind of statement? And we think about our lives, especially current, in the current climate, we, 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 we're wanting things to be under our control and to try and control them. And that just creates a whole lot of stress and strain um, in our bodies and in our minds, uh, even in our emotional landscape. Our, our kind of emotional palette is focused more on, on the negative emotion. Um, and so we, we don't become as productive or innovative in these kind of moments when we need to be uh, that way. And so when you have a tight grip in golf, you, you're creating a lot of tension, right? Um, you, you might get control, but you're going to lack power. You're going to lack flexibility. You're going to lack sort of the ability to have the coordination you need to create a synchronized, powerful, flowing movement. And it's, it's called a golf swing, not a golf hit. And you do hit the ball, but you're swinging the golf club. Um, and that's what creates a lot of power. On the other side of the spectrum, of course, we have those who hold on very loosely to the club. Uh, I haven't seen, I must admit, many people play golf with a grip that is too loose. But there are some people that do that. And, and with that, you do get sort of a flexibility and a flow. You know, They're holding quite loose to the club. The club can kind of do its own thing. It can move. Um, you can use your wrists. There's, uh, there's fluidity in the movement. Um, but on that side of the scale, on that side of the spectrum, uh, there's less control. There might be speed in the club head because of the flexibility and the fluidity of the body movement, but there's not as much control or consistency. So the impact with the ball will be sporadic. One in the sweet spot, one not so much in the sweet spot, one hit before the ball, one over the ball. You know, There's a whole lot of different things that, that can come into play by holding too loose. And we've seen this. We can see this in our own lives. You know, When we just kind of give up or, or, or completely neglect uh, things in our lives. They, they tend to kind of move all over the show. Uh, I think there's a particular example in, in leadership where you, know, that you have specific leaders who are, are very loose and, and they, they kind of don't have the correct balance between maybe empathy and accountability. And, and you just see in their teams that nobody is really clear on where they need to go. There's obviously a lot of autonomy, which is great, but People don't have clear direction. Uh, there's not a clear mandate. There's not a clear strategy um, because you know there's there's too much of this like letting go and not holding on uh, or guiding at least. And that's kind of a, a great segue into what you're trying to do in the swings. You, you're holding onto the club by all means. You can't let go of it uh, too much. Uh, you have to kind of use it as a as a as a connection point, right, with the right amount of tension so that energy kinetic energy can flow from the, the rotation of your body and the unwinding of your body through the club into the ball which then creates the power that you need 
And so I think the lesson here is firstly, you know, go to the driving range, go to the practice facility and, and really just concentrate on your grip pressure. You know, as you stand over the ball, just gauge where the tension is. Is it in your hands and your forearms? If there's too much tension there, then maybe just relax your hands a little bit and hit a few shots like that and see what happens. Your, your timing may change. The, the club may move quicker through impact. Uh, because you're able to now utilize your wrists because there's not so much rigidity there. Um, and because you're able to use your wrists, you're able to create leverage in your swing, which is a key part of creating effortless power. And so if you're holding too tight, let go a little bit and, and trust the process and see what happens as you swing. It's going to take you a couple of times to get used to it, but, but do that. If you're finding that you're somebody that lacks sort of control in your swing uh, or you, you're lacking consistency and impact and, and you feel like you're not holding too tight, maybe your, your idea should be to, to grip it a little tighter. Take the club by the scruff of the neck, so to speak, and, and hold that thing and, and, and be aware and feel your hands on the club throughout the swing. You'll be amazed at, at the kind of feedback and kind of connection that you have with the shots you're hitting. And when we become aware of our grip pressure, it almost raises our awareness of our connection to the club. It raises our, our awareness of ourselves and how we're feeling in, in the shot. And golf is obviously, as we know, an incredibly physical game, but it's more so it's a mental and emotional game. And I find that the, although we're talking about grip pressure here and it has a physical implication to our actual technique, it also helps us to have the right mindset and mind frame when we're playing golf. Anybody listening to this who plays golf um, knows that, and this is not limited to golf, but when you come in with the right frame of mind and the right emotional kind of space, you play a lot better. When you're relaxed, you play better golf. When you're relaxed, when you're not feeling threatened, you are better in your relationships. You're more innovative and creative at work. You're actually able to speak up more and... and and, and, and talk about what you're feeling and thinking. And so this implication of the grip pressure really has, has an implication on, again, physically allowing less tension in your swing system to then be able to hit the ball properly and hit it with power and consistency. And it just builds sort of a virtuous cycle of getting good feedback from a good connection and entrusting that process of not having to hold too tight. And so, the, you know, that's the golf implication. It's the physical implication. We sp and I've spoken about how that connects to your physical and, and psychological and emotional approach to golf and playing a better game. It's to loosen that grip. What I'd like to kind of venture into is to talk about your grip, uh, not on the golf course, but in your life and in our lives. And we think about, you know, I, I've been coaching a lot of, people uh, recently and and been talking about you know the fear of failure or the fear of not being good enough and oftentimes what i found in this process is that we 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 develop this fear or this fear arises in us and oftentimes it comes down to the fact that we're placing too much of our identity in the outcome this is so true for you as a golfer you know if, you know think about when you're playing golf and you think, well, if I shoot 100 today, I'm going to look like this, or I am going to. And that word I am is really connecting an identity to the outcome. One of the most amazing pieces of information and advice I, I worked through in playing golf was 
disconnecting myself and my identity from the outcome and focusing solely just on the process of every shot. Letting go of the, the end result, but more than that, on a deeper level, letting go of my identity being placed in how well I perform on the golf course. And I think this is true for us in our lives and particularly in our work. We place a huge amount of our personal identity in our performances, in the outcomes, in our net worth, the number of uh, the amount of money in our bank accounts, or the uh, the you know the number of promotions or the big fancy title we may have. And we place so much of our identity in there. And what we're doing is we hold on so tight and try to control everything in that domain because what's on the line is our identity. And we know there's lots of research to say that when leaders are over-controlling and micromanaging um, and holding too tight you know, onto their, their role or onto their opinions or onto their team, if there's too much uh, tension and they're holding on too tight, and this is research shows teams become less creative, less innovative, less cohesive, um, more fearful, more prone to, to not adapting to change and less likely to be able to engage in healthy self-expression or conflict resolution. And we know that in teams, from a leadership perspective, one has to be able to foster in teams a level of psychological safety, which then allows people to have a high degree of creativity and innovation and to think clearly, um, to be able to cooperate and coordinate and collaborate with each other. And oftentimes that doesn't happen in, in leadership because leaders are the ones holding on too tight and there's too much of their identity wound up in, in their role uh, or in their, their title. And a lot of the times, you know, in our lives, just generally speaking, we, we place a lot of ourselves and a lot of our identity in what we achieve and what we can achieve and what we want to achieve. And if you can uh, observe that and know that and 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 get yourself to not do that and detach your identity from the outcome, uh, then you'll find that you relax and that you focus more on the present moment and what you have to do in the moment right now and focus on the process of what you're doing and, and letting that be the thing that generates an outcome of some kind. And so we know that the implication of this from a relational point of view is also if you're holding on too tight in a relationship, I mean, who out there has been in or is in a relationship with somebody that is over-controlling, that wants to kind of control your every move or wants to control where you, you know, how you guys do things. or uh, you know, it's, it's not a freeing, open, collaborative, uh, joyful space to be in. On the other side of that, somebody's in a relationship with somebody who doesn't seem to really care. <laughs> That's holding too loose. I, I'm not saying that one shouldn't like be engaged and really be proactive in your relationship, but that would be the correct kind of grip pressure in that space. I just know that in my, in my own journey and my own walk through life, that when I hold too tightly, when I try too hard, that's when I begin to block myself from really doing the thing that I can do and do it and doing it well. So where are you today? Where are you on this grip pressure continuum? Are you somebody that tends to hold on too tight to things? Um, 
and situations and circumstances or are you somebody that's a bit too loose you know you haven't quite got life together you haven't got really any plans or goals or you haven't really got anything that you're going towards uh, you just kind of go with the flow all the time um, and you're not getting the kind of life and results that you hope and dream for and to both of those groups i would say you know to those that that feel like they're on the holding too tight side of this grip pressure continuum I'd say, what would it look like for you to hold a little looser? I know if to some of you that might sound petrifying, but I'm not suggesting that you go from a grip pressure of nine to a, all of a sudden an easy going kind of grip pressure of about a five or a four. I'm not saying that I understand the discomfort, but what I am saying is where are there places and spaces where you could extend some trust, where you could delegate some responsibility, where you could give yourself a bit of a break, or where you could start to untangle your identity from an outcome that you're busy trying to get to. And to those that are holding a little loose, again, uh, I'm not saying all of a sudden now you need to be moving in the direction of the other folks we're talking about. But what I am saying is there may be lots of thoughts and ideas that are rustling around in your head and bring one of them out. Let's, let's see, you know, as Seth Godin says, you know, show us your worst. Uh, come out and bring something out into the world find something or, or read uh, information or watch a podcast or, or or a video or something that will help you to get a bit more clarity try and connect to what it is that you're passionate about and see how you can start to make plans to move in that direction don't let the sort of fear of failure uh, hold you back they are simply information points and so uh, today, as, you, as, as we've reflected, we've talked about grip pressure, how having the correct grip pressure or, or, a, or a better balanced grip pressure can help you create more leverage and more power in your golf swing, help you to get a bit more feel into the system of your swing, into your hands so that you can feel the club, that you can get a sense of um, flow in your technique. But when it comes to your life, or when it comes to your leadership or your relationships, reflecting on this, uh, grip pressure and how, how tightly you're holding or how loosely you're holding in different areas of your life. I think what I've come to realize is that in some areas I'm holding really tight and in some areas I'm holding really loose. But I need to be able to see that first. I need to have that self-awareness. And then I can start to tweak and play with that grip pressure. right? And so all of it, just to kind of finish where we started off here today, is to talk about how to generate more power in your golf swing how to generate more consistency. And when I talk about power in terms of ourselves and our lives, I'm not talking about some egotistical, narcissistic power and power over everyone. What I'm talking about is just that real power to affect change in your life, to, to move yourself in the direction uh, that you want to move in and to honor that with a level of consistency. Somebody the other day, other day said to me that everything you want in life is oftentimes on the other side of consistency. So having that sort of lighter grip pressure if you're somebody that holds too tight, which is the majority of us out there, or for somebody to take hold of things a little bit more. As I said, these might be in different areas of your life. But, you know, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. And so in your life, all of you has got to be there. And so what my hope for you today that you would have taken out is that, you know, to analyze and to reflect on the way that you hold on to things. And, and particularly if you're a golfer, how do you hold this golf club that you're using to, to hit the shots you want to hit? And so maybe just a parting thought is maybe after this, 
get out a piece of paper and a pen and, and, and start listing some places where you feel you're holding too tight and what can you do to loosen that up a bit, a couple of notches. And maybe there's some areas where you're too loose. You've neglected it a little bit or you're, you're not kind of proactive in that space. And think about what are the things that I could do incrementally to start creating a bit of momentum in that part of my life. So thanks again for joining me. I certainly hope you've had a good time listening to my thoughts around this concept of the grip and the grip pressure as it relates to golf and your life and your leadership. It's certainly been a pleasure for me to articulate it and speak about it. If you have any feedback, please uh, leave a comment. Uh, If you really like this podcast, please do like it and share it with those that you feel may uh, benefit from it. But thanks again. It's been a real pleasure to spend time with you today uh, and take care. Until next time, ciao.